Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports page and FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Dave Nichols on the line. Can you hear me tonight, Dave? I can. Can you hear me? I can. Unfortunately, we have a game to talk about. Tanner Roar. Right, we can hear each other. That's good. It's a better start than last night. Tanner Roark on the mound in Miller Park. Gave up three or four runs last time out in his final inning of work against the Cubs when he ran out of gas in the sixth inning. 278 ERA, 361 FIP, 234, 275, 350 line against as a starter in his career. Took the mound with a one nothing lead. But a Gerardo Paro single, RBI triple by Ryan Braun, tied up 1-1, 5-1 in the fourth. He gives up a single, a double, two-run score on ground outs, single by Braun, double by Adam Lind. Two out walk in the fifth, but a runner in scoring position. Adam Lind singles 5-4 at that point, 94 pitches and six innings pitched, a few hard hit balls to the track in that final inning of work. And Well, wasn't the final inning of work, but in the sixth. Rourke goes back out for the seventh at 94 pitches, fairly predictably after the way the sixth ended, gives up a solo home run to right by Gerardo Parra that ties it up at five. So all the way he got tired in his last start, he was ran out of gas around 90, 95 pitches. Why is Matt Williams sending him back out there for the seventh? And it was as predictable as I thought with everyone on the internet kind of asking why he's going back out there before he gave up the home run. Yeah, you know, it's uh... – it's kind of kind of mind-boggling. I mean, the, the idea that uh, um, you know the only the only defense of it here is that he is that Matt Williams wanted uh, Roark to face uh, Ryan Braun, um, that he wasn't concerned about Gerardo Parra, um, the left-handed hitter, hitting a home run against him. Um, but that's exactly what he did. Um, and then Williams just lifted him one batter too late. I mean, he had uh, Felipe Rivero uh, in the pen. Um, he could have gone to the lefty to face the lefty para, uh, didn't, um, and paid the price. I mean, this is uh, um, two starts in a row now. We've seen Tanner Roark uh, give up runs um, right before he was lifted when everybody's saying, pull him, pull him, pull him. And um, whether it's uh, misreading his starter or, uh, you know, the, just the utter lack of faith in the bullpen, um, you know, it's really starting. It's really, really starting to affect the entire team here. Um, and and this is three days in a row now where the Nats have given up, where the Nats have allowed the starter to continue in the seventh inning, and he's given up another run. We'll go back to the way it all ended in the eighth in a minute, but touch on Matt Garza for a second. Knocked out in the first inning last time he faced the Nationals in July of 2014. Gave up five hits, five earned runs. Recorded just one out before he was done. 0-3, 733 ERA, 316, 381, 465 line against first the Nats in 27 innings pitch in his career. An E6 on a Harper grounder that was later changed to a hit. Scores span in the first, one nothing at that point. Solo blast by Clint Robinson in the second. Shoddy defense in the fourth allows three more runs to score, 5-1 to one at that point. Not really a particularly bad adding from Garza here, but the defense certainly hurt him there. Yeah, the Brewers had three errors, and um, I mean, let's not mince words. The Brewers aren't, aren't a very good team. I mean, it's uh, um, you know, they are arguably one of the handful of worst teams in the league. So um, it's not surprising to see them come out and play shoddy defense. But um, what what is surprising is that uh, the Nats couldn't take more advantage of it. I mean, um, you know, at that five-one lead, it could have easily been eight, nine, maybe, but um, but still. 
uh, you know, a lack of of production. I mean, we saw Clint Robinson with the home run, his first home run of the season, and, um, you know, I guess we're going to see a lot more of them with Ryan Zimmerman on the disabled list now. But um, just, you know, this this team right now is in, in a serious funk. It's in a bad way. Um, you know, fans are, are pulling their hair and gnashing their teeth and, um, you know, just the, the losing continues and, and the bad feelings continue. And, um, you know, it's, it seems like so long ago when the Nats went 26-5 and five during that stretch in, in May. It's just uh, um, impending doom and gloom everywhere you look for Nats fans. It got even worse. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I'm laughing at that, but it's just laugh instead of crying. I don't know. Bryce Harper takes his 50th walk of the inning to start the eighth inning. You never want to walk the leadoff runner, even though I'm told those rarely come around to score. Wilson Ramos called out on strikes in the next at bat. Danny Espinosa flies out to left with Clint Robinson up. Harper gets picked off, caught stealing, inning over at that point. Will Smith just coming back from a suspension for having a foreign substance on his arm, works his way around that leadoff walk, and you knew what was coming next, but... Uh, Another instance there where the Nationals put runners on, couldn't bring them in, and what ends up being a close game. Wasn't the only time they did it tonight. They put two runners on with no one out earlier in the game and weren't able to bring a run across. Right, and the previous inning, uh, Anthony Rendon got thrown out uh, trying to steal. So that's two innings in a row um, in a tied ball game where the Nats, um, you know, made it out on the base pass like an income poop. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's that's all there is to it. I mean, you know, running, you know, trying to steal with two outs there just isn't a particularly good play. I mean, you've got a guy that uh, um, that's already hit a homer uh, in the game on deck. I mean, you know, give him give him a chance to swing the bat. But um, you know, Harper just got picked off there, and, and um, you know, credit Smith. I mean, he had, he had a nice move, but uh, you just can't uh, you just can't let yourself get picked off in that situation. After the Brewers tie it up at five, the Nationals waste the leadoff runner in the top of the eighth, bottom of the eighth inning, what seems like it was inevitable, finally comes happen. Aaron Barrett on the mound, strikes out of Ramos Ramirez, but wild pitch on the strike three, slider in the dirt gets by Wilson Ramos, Ramirez takes first, looks like they're going to get a double play on a grounder to short by Shane Peterson in the next at bat, but Anthony Rendon bounces the throw to first that Clint Robinson can't pick. Throwing error there, puts a runner on second. John Segura grounds out to move Peterson to third. Scooter Jeanette comes up with two outs, hits an 0-1 pitch, shoots it out to left by a third base to bring Peterson in, 6-5 to five at that point, just to make matters worse. During the next at-bat, Aaron Barrett has something go wrong on the mound there. Can't quite figure out what it was, honestly, but uh, a few people on Twitter were noting that his velocity was down, which didn't seem to be the case to me, so I'm not quite sure what happened there, but he'd already blown the lead by the time he gets out of there. And Another blow to the Nationals, they blow the lead and seemingly have another injured reliever on their hands. Yeah, I mean, how often do you see it where a guy reaches uh, reaches base after striking out, um, comes around to score? But, uh, um, I know this, is, this could be a bad blow for the Nets. I mean, Barrett hasn't been particularly good the last couple of weeks, but um, he is an integral part of that beleaguered bullpen. If he's hurt um, for any long period of time and with an arm, you know, how can you avoid it not being? Um, it further decimates that bullpen. I mean, the Nets made the trade to pick up uh, David Carpenter, um, right-handed reliever, um, you know, and that was going to be an addition with Barrett healthy. I mean, now it looks like he might be Barrett's replacement. So, um, you know, it's just it, it's it's tough for the Nats these days. It's getting tougher 
Um, and you just hope for Barrett's sake that, that he's not injured long term because, um, you know, he, he's got a lot of talent. And he just he's had trouble. Um, he's had trouble the last couple of weeks, but we saw early in the season how effective he can be with it when he's right. Um, and maybe he hasn't been right the last couple of weeks, and this was just um, the blowing out of whatever it was. Hopefully, it's not. But um, but you can you can um, it might be easier to understand why he hasn't been very good the last couple of weeks if he has been riding an injury. So they already lost traded Tyler Clifford, I should say, this winter. They lost Craig Stammen to an injury. Now Aaron Barrett injured as well. They do, as you mentioned, pick up David Carpenter today. Trade with the Yankees. They send. 2012 second-round pick Tony Renda, who's one of those little spark plug kind of Steve Lombardozzi guys, an overachiever who gets by on grit, for lack of a better phrase. But what do you think about the deal there to bring Carpenter in? They managed to pick up Matt Thornton off the Yankees' uh, garbage pile last year and got a good deal with him. What do you think about Carpenter? His numbers aren't good this year. The velocity's still there. So what do you think of the deal there? Yeah, Carpenter's numbers aren't particularly good this year, but that might be a case of um, moving over to the American League and having to face designated hitters and, and not knowing the hitters as well as he's had um, in the National League. I mean, he was darn good for the Braves for a couple of years, uh, serving as Craig Kimbrell's setup guy. So, um, so if he's not hurt, you know, if there's not an injury that's uh, underlying why he hasn't been particularly good this year, then I think it's a decent pickup. Um, Renda, like you mentioned, like you mentioned, he's been a um, he's a hard work kind of guy. He's, he doesn't have a whole lot of uh, um, top level talent. Uh, he was kind of a surprise second round pick when the Nats drafted him. Um, but uh, um, I think with uh, with the emergence of Wilmer Defoe and with Trey Turner coming over in the organization here in the next few days, um, Renda ended up as a spare part, and um, it's easy to make the move to, to pick up a quality major league arm for a guy that may or may not ever make his major league debut. You don't know what's wrong with Barrett at this point. We haven't, I haven't seen anything coming across the Twitter wire while we're talking here, but we did learn today, as expected, I think, that Ryan Zimmerman lands on the DL with the plantar fasciitis in his left foot. Matt Dendecker up from AAA. I don't know how much of a use Dendecker's going to be. He's not putting up all that good numbers in AAA at this point, so how much time he'll actually see, we don't know, but Ryan Zimmerman, not too surprised that he ended up there, and you think that uh, they backdated it to the 10th, I believe. So do you think the 14 days that he has coming up are going to do good for that foot? Uh, they said basically from what I read today that they think he can just rest it and kind of get over this and get back out there in 14 days, hopefully. Well, um, that's the hope. Uh, you know, uh, like we mentioned on the show the other night, um, this is a dangerous injury. I mean, sometimes it's just uh, chronic soreness that a guy's got to, you know, play through, and sometimes it can be career-ending. So hopefully – it's not the latter, and um, and Zimmerman can get off his feet for a couple of weeks and and can contribute uh, later on in the summer. But uh, um, you know, we just we don't know. I mean, Zimmerman uh, kind of has a, um, a, a scattered history now with uh, um, recovering from injury. I mean, and, and his list of injuries is long, so it's uh, uh, you know it's hard to say. You know, don't be too concerned until you should be concerned. But um, you know, I, I'm fairly concerned. I mean, this is uh, this is a player that the Nats have an awful lot invested in, uh, both this year and long term. And to see him go down um, and miss a couple of weeks um, when the Nats are struggling due to another injury is troubling. And it's not just you know another shoulder injury, or another hand injury, or another ankle injury, or back injury, or whatever. It's just something different every time. And um, you know, it's tough to see the Nats 
uh, have so much time and money locked into this guy that just can't be healthy every year. And they mentioned the shoulder injury last year, the fractured thumb sliding into second base on a pickoff play. So it's one thing after another for Ryan Zimmerman at keeping him off the field and, more importantly, I think, keeping him from getting into a rhythm at the plate and trying to get back to hitting like he has and like he was when the Nationals signed that six-year, $100 million extension. As we mentioned several times recently, there's a few years and a lot of money left on that, so they need Ryan Zimmerman to be healthy. Before we get to my last question for you on the night, just my favorite segment, Patrick Reed's Twitter. James Wagner from the Washington Post after the game, Matt Williams said there was no update on Barrett, said he and Trainer went to the mound because Barrett looked uncomfortable. Uh, Masson's Dan Colco said the same, no update yet, being evaluated. Nats will have more tomorrow, so we'll have to wait and see on Aaron Barrett. Ryan Zimmerman, we know, though, on the DL. Matt Williams said they're going to split time between Clint Robinson and Tyler Moore at first base. Robinson came up big with his first major league home run tonight. An absolute bomb, too, on a fastball, 1-0 fastball, I think, that hit out into the second deck in Miller Park. So a really nice swing by there, and he gets the silent treatment and everything. Great in the dugout at that point before they end up blowing it. But what do you think the Nationals should do here going forward? Do you think they should split time? Do you think one of those two guys should get the majority of the at-bats there? Or do you think a platoon switching up against the, depending on who they're facing every day, is the way to go? Well, you know, it's an interesting platoon since they both hit from the same side of the plate. But, um, you know, neither one of them are particularly Robinson, good defenders. I mean, Robinson, Robinson made Robinson, a nice play Robinson there. The oh, okay. So Robinson made a nice play there in the field. But, um, you know, more, uh, you know, certainly has more major league experience. But, um, you know, he's a guy, you know, we've seen, you know, have tremendous power in the minors and have it scattered in the majors. Um, Robinson, a career journeyman, making his major league debut at the age of 30. So, um, you know, it's really just a, a, a crapshoot. I mean, the Nats aren't going to get a lot of production from the first base slot, but they haven't all season. I mean, Ryan Zimmerman's only hitting 210 or whatever. So um, it's not like, you know, it's not like they're uh, missing out on a, a 300 hitting 30 homer first baseman right now because they weren't getting that to begin with. So, um you know, it really doesn't matter who they play. I mean, I know that seems like a bad thing to say, but they're going to—they're essentially the same player. And they're already splitting time in the outfield as well. So I don't know if Michael Taylor is going to get most of the time out there and left and split the rest between these two guys at first. But see what the Nationals do going forward. If this forces them to make another move, now they have Ben Decker who can play a little left field as well. So I have a feeling Moore and Robinson are going to be spending most of the time at first going forward. But I have to see what Matt Williams does. Uh, that's about all the time we have for tonight, as the British lady tells me. This is a frustrating loss for the Nationals, blowing a 5-1 lead after a little step-up yesterday with the win over the Yankees. Not a good way to start this four-game set in Miller Park, but we'll see if they can come back tomorrow. 6-5 tonight in Milwaukee. That's nightly sponsored by the District Sports page and federalbaseball.com. Dave, we'll talk to you tomorrow, hopefully after a win. Sounds good. All right, get some rest. Doghouse says, go Nats.